question everything. Welcome all you creeps to murder on the Welcome, all you creeps, to another fabulous episode of Murder on the 420 Express. This is Mandy, and today we actually have a special <laughs> guest because your girl Lisa is actually on her holiday vacation. Wah, wah, wah. I know you'll all miss our Miss Little Cannabis Goblin, Goblin. but we do have a great substitute today, <coughs> and I'd like to introduce you to someone you've heard quite often, but who's always been a personality, The Butcher. What's up? What's up? He's actually sitting here with his cleaver. Like, he's an actual butcher. Just Hanging sitting out here, with his cleaver. Cleaning my nails with my fucking meat cleaver, because that's and what I do for the knife, show. Like, flossing his teeth with his bony knife. Just shaving my beard down with another Never break, shave your beard with down, a, With a breaking ever. knife, you know. Oh, my god. Just gosh. whatever I could do for the show. Whatever I could do to get out of the show. Take over Lisa's part. Show me the tricks you can do with those Fuck knives. Fuck Lisa. I'm taking over the show. We're going off the rails. You can do knife with your knife. I can throw a fucking knife. Yes, I can throw a knife. I can throw a fucking meat cleaver. I feel like your type of tomahawk would be like a hog splitter. I could definitely throw a hog splitter. Oh my gosh, I could so throw terrifying. a tomahawk. I could throw a meat cleaver. I could fuck some shit up. A lot of people would probably doubt. And I would like to throw, I'd like to use Actually, them as... Actually, you really shouldn't doubt because he's a six foot six fiery redhead. <laughs> no, I think what we should you do should is... never doubt Whoever him. does doubt, you know, like the first person that comments like, excuse me, but that's actually wrong. We should oh, use them yeah. as test subjects and we fucking just spray paint on them and we could use them as fucking targets and I could just fucking... So we will not have a well-rounded opinion or any type of Shut thing to base off up. of. It's either you agree with us or you get to deal with the butcher personally. Personally. <laughs> um, so that actually is kind of funny. So I decided that I wanted to bring him in as a special guest tonight. A, because it was convenient. We live together. He's my boyfriend. I'm that guy. <laughs> He's that guy. Uh, B, because he has a personality. And C, because he is very... Um, intimidating at times if you ever met him in person and he really loves murder what are you talking about intimidating not intimidating, not intimidating like don't I'm take it the wrong as a way cucumber don't take it the wrong way so what i say by intimidating i'm telling you that like your presence is big and it is and you're a butcher and you motherfuckers know love me when they, they see me you. they fucking want hugs. they do love you but they also a lot of them they like pee a little bit and shake in their boots they like, want to fucking bring them. up stories and tell me that they but, want me as their but, fucking no, godfather. Listen, listen to me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying you're intimidating like it's a bad thing. I'm saying you're intimidating like you're authority. But my point was that I like to bring you into this because you also you really that. like murder. And I feel yeah, like that's a big serial killer, take selfies with me. serial killer thing where it's like their personalities are very friendly and gregarious, but gregarious, but they're also very I want to eat a motherfucker sometimes. They're also very intense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We bite into a motherfucker sometimes. Yeah, Give him he, a hug, just bite into him. He'll like randomly grab my hand and just bite my knuckle, like, but bite it in between the little bone portion of your knuckle, and then wonder why I've tried to pull my hand away. Like riblets. Ugh, it's not it's like tasty. riblets. Anyways, so we're gonna be talking about John. Oh, before we actually get going to the serial killer, I want to talk a minute about um, what is it that you're smoking on today, Mike? You're gonna be little Lisa. Yeah. So uh, Lisa, what's up? 
today we are smoking on what's called dosy face it's a <clears throat> i don't need no phone in front of me i'm gonna let you know right now i'm high as fuck and i got this from the my plug walk right over there off lakeside and uh i absolutely love this shit it has the most organic earthy flavor it's sweet it's a mellow high you smoke this you know, if you have anxiety or you're really twitchy and you're really fucking go, 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 you're still focused, but you're mellow about everything. Everything, there's 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 no threat when you smoke this weed. It's super chill. I feel like talking shit to every motherfucker that walks up. <laughs> and uh, oh my I'm stoked to be on this fucking tea, on this it's fucking combination. podcast. It's a cross hybrid between Face Off and Dosey Dose. Do-si, so Face Off yeah. OG and Dosey Dose. I really like the OG my strings. My face is off right now and I'm fucking Dosey Dose. Dosey Doing my fucking hair out. I just pulled my braid out and I fucking feel good. Good, I'm glad. Got you my know hair what you down. gotta say now? Lisa's, that's a wrap. Fuck, that's delicious. That's fucking delicious. <laughs> If you guys haven't seen that show, uh, Viceland presents uh, Fuck That's Delicious with Action Bronson. It's really great if you love getting stoned, you love learning how to cook or just watch other people cook and eat, and you like Action Bronson and his crew. So definitely check it out. I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. All right, now we're actually going to go into the serial killer of this episode, and that is John Wayne Gacy Jr. Dun, 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 dun. If you guys don't know about John Wayne Gacy Jr., he is known as the Killer Clown. Um, it's definitely not as like cheesy as <laughs> it sounds, but it was definitely something of the 70s and 80s in the making. Like, you know those horror movies that came out where it was like, was murderous prom queen. This is the Killer Clown, but it's actually super fucking dark, his entire story. He's everything like that middle-aged women settle with. <laughs> you know, that's actually really funny because the women that he married is very much like that. Yeah, like every woman that your mom, every mom, like every, whoever no, no, your mom, mom is. Into this. No, my mom's got a great no, body. I'm not saying your mom. I'm not saying your mom. But what I'm saying is for most women that are like, he, you know what, just because he's like that, you know, you're going to settle with him later. You're going to realize that's the type of man that you want to be with. And then women bought into that shit and all these middle-aged... He was the handyman of the town. He, But he you was, know what? He was, he was not sure good the bir- looking. No, he knew no. Himself. He that, was that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I'm Because like you get all that like... Not good looking. I'm fat. Yeah, but that's the thing. You get Because when you're younger and you're a beautiful girl, you fucking gallivant around Reno. You go and do your damn thing on the 420 Express. And then you fucking end up 40... And overweight and like wearing a muumuu looking like what fucking Roseanne. I'm not talking about you. What I'm saying is some of these bitches out here are going to end up like that shit. And what they're going to say is John Wayne Gacy looks fucking good from this point of view. Not because I'm fucking sold out of the game. My pussy's been taxed way the fuck out of the game. And now John Wayne Gacy looks pretty fucking good at 6'3 <laughs> and 360 pounds. And he does fucking kid shows and dresses up as a fucking clown and hides fucking... Well, let's go Middle, into and it. young men so underneath well, the fucking Hold on, basement. I want to get into this yeah, go ahead. before we get into that. So Mike has seen the Hollywood rendition and learned that history of John Wayne Gacy Jr. from the movie. I as well have looked this up with this dude, though. I'm, not I'm only sure you just... have. I'm not negating that, but I'm saying your comparison is going to be my research versus the Hollywood rendition, is what you were saying earlier. So apparently my research doesn't... His, really his doesn't matter. matter his doesn't right matter. Now. You just pay attention to Mandy. If you listen the to Mandy, is she is the, absolutely right. <laughs> all the, the time. The butcher is going to be that feistiness that gets you like that hair in your ass and makes you want to continue to listen to me. There we go. 
She's poking my. <laughs> she's poking me in the ribs right now. I am. I'm poking him real hard, like in between the ribs. Let's hear about your studies. So, um, let me rustle my papers so you can hear how many papers I have. Oh, really? A whopping three and a half, four pages. Um, American serial killer and rapist. He was born March 17th, 1942. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's really sad because uh, most of his, all of his victims actually are teen boys and young men. Yep. Um, I was on his hit list. To be to be quite honest, like uh, rape, like sodomy and rape, that just sounds super painful to me. Can like, I talk about my experience with this guy? Well, uh, once I get into it. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say he's a Pisces, <laughs> okay, and I was gonna say he was born on March seventeenth, nineteen forty two, and uh, died May tenth, nineteen ninety four. He's known for sexually assaulting, torturing, murdering at least 33 teen boys and young men between the years of 1972 and 1978 in Illinois, close to Chicago. Did you want to put something in there? No, go ahead. No, I I like where you're going with this. I was just going to tell you how I got away from John Wayne Gacy. Oh, (laughs) how did you get away from John Wayne Gacy when he died May 10th, 1994? I want to know how you got away from John Wayne Gacy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting story. <laughs> I went to go visit him in prison. It was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some clown at the fair. Get away from me, John Wayne Gacy. I, I was heard on my about belly you. A, I was on my belly a lot. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Fuck that shit. I got out. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling. He got his the ma- tip in. His makeup. And I was gone. Not even a tip. Not, not a tip for a tip. Not even a tip. I kicked the tip. <laughs> While you were like, what did you do? Donkey kick it from behind? Kick the tip, backspin, and kick my motherfucking ass way the fuck back and, and you shot were, out of there. You were how old at this point? Young. <laughs> Victim, victim he was eight age. years old. I was a victim. I was he a victim. Was eight I was years old. Victim you age. Just you know, you were you were just shy of, of his preference, teen I was boys and victim young age. Men. I was tall for my age. He was tall. He was looking like he was twelve when he was eight. When I was eight, <laughs> I looked around thirteen. Oh my gosh, John uh, John Wayne Gacy bait. Yep. <laughs> Moving on, uh, the scene of all of his murders uh, was his Norwood Park ranch house. His victims were usually led there through force or foul play deception. All but one of his victims were strangled with a homemade tourniquet. The only one that was that. not killed through strangulation was his first victim that was stabbed to death. 26 of his victims were buried in the crawl space of his house. Yep. Like, I want to see Amy Allen from Dead Files go and check this house out. Only, I, I'd hate to have her see that because I feel like it's very torturous, but I just also want to see... You know if she feels something because of that crawl space, like right. that tragic way of dying and so being buried that way. I'm going to bring up Hollywood real quick. So the Hollywood right. rendition of the movie, you're talking about the bodies on the in the in the in underneath the house. Yeah. Uh, in that movie, he used to go to like Ace Hardware and he used to stock up on lime, like fucking five pound bags of lime. Mm-hmm. And his wife started complaining about the smell. This dude was doing like fucking birthday parties and as dressing up as clowns and then like getting stoned with some of the older siblings of the house mm-hmm. and then inviting them over to his place. Hey, I need you to paint my fucking house. Help me paint this fence. You know, hey, come into my house. You want to smoke a joint with me real quick? Boom. 
you know, kill him. Mm-hmm. Well, his wife started noticing a smell, and this dude is smuggling fucking five-pound bags of of lime almost every other day down and underneath his house. And he was in this crawl space, and this was a big dude, too. Mm-hmm. And the crawl space was probably about three feet. So he'd have to go down there. So I got really bad cotton mouth from this fucking <laughs> He'd go underneath this house. You want to some water? <laughs> no, I'm straight. Uh, okay. He, he'd <laughs> no, go underneath this house. And he would fucking shake all these bags of lime out. And, and the thing is, the dude was so sadistic that he was so passionate about his kills. It got, it was became, it just became a passion of crime. Who was this? John Wayne Gacy. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear. What the fuck we're talking about? I know that you're talking about him, but it blew me away when you said limes. I was like. No, lime, fuck? like lime, like to cover, like to decompose bodies. Like you cover. Like limes? No, like lime. It's a chemical salt. Oh, like L-Y-M-E. Okay. That's what's turning me off. That's why I was like, who the fuck lime. are you? Lime. Lime. I understand that. But in my mind, because I just kind of went off on a little. We eat a lot of tacos. <laughs> I was like, lime. Very loud tequila. I was like, what is he doing? Making human ceviche or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the motherfucking one that's smoking this shit. Then you're all talking about how he's super sadistic. And I was like, I did not read that he ate these people. No, he wasn't really a cannibal. He was just, he was really bad in the just sodomization of young men. You know, there's someone that's super high in the audience that got the same thing that I did. I no. was thinking it was limes. You know there's someone high in the If they're high out there, they need to realize that you're not high and you thought about that I know. Shit. I literally, I haven't been smoking the last two episodes and that's where my brain went. I'm getting like a contact high from the butcher. I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. By the what way. What else you got with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go. What else do you have there? Gacy's most infamous serial killer MO was disguising as a clown known as the Killer Clown because he would dress up as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown for charitable services at, uh, at fundraiser events and parades and children's parties where he would usually find his victims. A little background on Gacy. As I said earlier, he's a Pisces male, born the second of three kids and the only son to John Stanley Gacy. Gacy Sr. was an auto repair machinist and a World War I vet, and his mother, Marion Ellen Robinson, was a homemaker. Gacy was of Polish and Danish um, uh, ethnic background. His grandparents actually migrated to the U.S. from Poland, that was then part of Germany. As a child, Gacy was overweight and not very athletic. He was pretty close to his sister and mother, but had a very difficult relationship with his father, who actually was an abusive alcoholic. Throughout his childhood, he rarely got approval from his father, and when the abuse um, kept going, he actually was known by a lot of his friends to get abuse that was unprovoked from his father. So he could just literally walk into the house, and his dad would just start yelling and beating on him for no yeah for no reason, and it started young. Slap slap. Anyways, um, he actually (laughs) suffered. No 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 sorry I'm trying to find my place to keep making me lose it. He actually suffered a really bad head injury, which almost every single serial killer that we've talked about so far has suffered from a really bad head injury. And there is a link that says uh, head injuries can um, cause like a personality disorder, a personality detachment. Hold on. Um, This was when he was very young that his father hit him on the head with a broomstick, rendering him unconscious. So I just wanted to say maybe that maybe that had something to do with his personality, but also he did suffer a lot of emotional and physical abuse, and I would also probably speculate maybe a little sexual abuse, which we will discuss a little bit later on, uh, if not necessarily from his father, by another individual. 
Um, Let me just say this. Mm-hmm. How many people go through through that, though, and don't become serial killers? Oh, there's a lot, but that's why there's such a small serial killer population. If we yeah, all killed, no, there yeah, would be a genocide. I mean, like, what I'm saying, though, is, like, if we all... Some of us, some of us, I mean, like... Killing's an excuse. It's a lack of self-control. I, yeah, no, I think it's just, it, it's something that's implanted in one's brain that just makes it feel like they are more superior than others to where they can take lives easier. I think... Real, regardless of what legalization is or not. Like, you know, I mean, back in the day, like, to kill somebody, it was, who was the baddest motherfucker here in the Wild West? Straight up. Yeah. You get in a bar fight, you go outside, you settle it in the fucking streets. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a lot of motherfuckers go out in the streets and kill people left and right. I think a it's lot like of cheating, gangsters, though. A lot of gangsters go out. There's a lot of people out in the like, Bay Area or like South like South Central LA. Mm-hmm. Or even, I mean, Jesus Christ, even like some parts in the Pacific Northwest where some yeah. of these people are going out mid-broad day and doing crimes where they're killing motherfuckers left and right, not getting caught, becoming... Serial killers. No, I understand to that. To an extent. I think there's a lot, especially with John Wayne Gacy, where it's almost like cheating. Where once you these? once you get past that boundary line, there's really nothing to stop you because you can always tiptoe around that and cross it again. What separates these guys, though, from a, from a lot of these people nowadays, though, are the trophies that they've kept. And proof of their killings and what they're... What they, have done. Well, and here's why I compare it to cheating again. Most people that cheat will keep pictures on their phone of women that they've slept with, regardless of its past. I'm not even present, talking about like that. I'm talking no, no, no. I'm saying, if you bring it down on a lower level, you say, how does people, even, how do people even get to that mentality? Well, how do people cheat in relationships? When we're a culture that's not based on that, we're based more on monogamous relationships, just like we have a moral structure and a moral code, legalistic code. Even divorces are can be spun upon the act of an affair. Comfortability. Killing is on an extreme level, hey, and I totally an agree with you. I think it is superior, just like people who cheat generally think, generally are pretty fucking pretentious, I mean, to be honest, and they think yeah, they no, can just... Yeah, no, and I get it. that, but I mean, like, look at, look at those, like, movies, and I'm going to go back, I'm going to relate to Hollywood again. I'm not trying to like live in this Hollywood fantasy thing, but I'm gonna add, go to the most like no, visual, fine. realistic thing that I can think about. But look at those like Hollywood movies where it's like the stereotypical white fucking suburban family of like the perfect white fucking family. And why I say white is because it's usually like a white crazy ass family, and then the dad and the mom have this perfect fucking marriage, and she knows that he's the killer. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, that was John it has Wayne Gacy. Che- it has nothing to do with cheating because, like, just like John Wayne no, Gacy. No, it's a men- though, What I'm saying is, it's mentality. Take, this dude's take mentality is it like with the word cheating. Is this what dude's I'm saying. mentality is compared to yeah, I guess the thrill of cheating. You understand that? A like, thrill. it's an adrenaline I get that. rush, yeah. and it's the it's the idea that I cross this boundary, I won't do it again. I won't do it again. No, I won't do it again. But every time you get you once you've done it. Especially you when you're in it with that person, you have that opportunity. It's an opportunity because in your mind, you can literally justify it now saying, I did it. I did it. Dude, but to kill and somebody, though, is like, way, experience. Hey, but to kill somebody, can you imagine just, hey, imagine yourself just, and the listeners, like, I know this is probably fucking crazy here, but imagine, hey, if you're listening right now, just imagine yourself 
with your fucking hands wrapped around somebody's neck and just fucking taking their last breath. That has to be the most, like, one, one of the most sadistic things you could possibly do. And one of the most selfish things to do is to take what I believe is to take someone else's life in your own hands. That I mean, if they had it coming, by all means, yeah, yes. Yeah, I would kill if there was, defense. If there, but... was a, if there was probable cause, then yes. You yeah. defend your family, you defend yourself, whatever. If it's, a, if it's out of fucking whatever else reasons... Like what John Wayne Gacy was doing out of like his sexual pleasure. He did it out of a sadistic nature where he crossed was separating the motherfucker from, you know, right from wrong, which making him like the, you know, and then keeping them. Dude, he had like well, how many bodies did you say? Uh, twenty six were found under his crawl space. Twenty six. Thirty three victims and, total. And you know who? You and then the neighbors called in and complained on him because the smell. He, he wasn't keeping up on the line. because See, of, that's funny, because I actually read during the investigation what sparked it was the disappearance of a young man in his area. And then there was there were certain disappearances, and then they were able to relink up Yeah. what... So I think that's, yes, that's what it was. It was the disappearance, but the neighbors started to complain, though, about the I, smell I that was coming that. from his house. Yeah. And it was both neighbors, or all three neighbors... That's like neighbors, Bundy. That started complaining about the way this dude's house smelled. Yeah. When they started, when the detectives at, were, were going around talking to everybody, they said. But let's get more into this so that way we don't give everything away. You do it. <laughs> do it up. Um, no, but actually, Lisa had asked me earlier, she was like, why is it that some serial killers, like, so we talked earlier in this season about Killer Petey. Now, Killer Petey was a serial killer from Brazil, but he was very much almost like a. A, a uh, vigilante where he killed for justice uh, instead of being sadistic and I told Lisa I was like you know sometimes you're just born with the mechanism to kill kind of like how you were talking about earlier sometimes you're just born genetically that way you have to you're be. bred to kill but what separates you from being sadistic versus a vigilante I feel like is the motivation so Richard Ramirez um, and we'll talk more about but John Wayne Gacy and a few others that we've discussed were real sadistic in their killings, but most times it's because they had a personality detachment disorder, and they also had they couldn't get what they needed. So John Wayne Gacy, he was a closeted homosexual, and I think he took it took a long time for him to understand that, and because it wasn't socially acceptable in that time, he just took what he wanted. Richard Ramirez, he needed money. He also could not get a lady because he had really bad halitosis, and he had, he was very charming and very good looking, but he had a really hard time forming relationships, so he couldn't get that. So he ended up usually beating elderly women and raping them and taking their money and killing their husbands. Generally, that was the case. So, but then you got Killer Petey, who just totally destroys an entire gang in Brazil, only to find the drug lord who put the hit out on his girlfriend, and he killed his dad, who was an extremely abusive person, and he killed the two guards that got his dad in trouble and got his dad fired because his dad got mad at him and then started abusing him. So there's, it's all, whether killing is something that you do, it is an excuse for a better um, solution. What I think it is, it's kind of like, you know, what separates dogs from wolves? 2%. 2%. So, where we live here in Reno... We got Lake Tahoe like 45 minutes from here, if people don't know. 
for people that don't know where Reno is directly from like out of state it's not close to Las Vegas we're closer to San Francisco we're closer you know like more west than area <clears throat> we're closer like more, closer uh, more west regardless where was I going with this you just distracted the living <laughs> exactly. hell out I told of him me. to lean closer <laughs> I'm high as fuck and she's been like flagging me down for like the last five <laughs> seconds I just lost track anyways so dogs so dogs are dog dogs are like two percent away in DNA from wolves and I think that's kind of what makes a lot of these serial killers more comfortable with killing. They have, like, that 2% gene pool. Yeah, you know, like, I mean... They're think more of, like our ancestors. Think about it. No, nah, yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean well, when, think killing, about the motherfuckers, when killing was open. Think about, yeah, and these are the people, though, that got caught. Think about the people... So, like, you know who Thomas Brown... Thomas Hewitt Brown is? No. Thomas Hewitt Brown was who they considered Leatherface. Thomas oh. Hewitt Brown is is a name in Texas that was supposedly pretty big. They never caught him. They they came up with the idea of Leatherface. To uh, Toby Hooper came up with the idea to have Leatherface as the face for uh, Thomas Hewitt Brown. <laughs> And uh, I was but what I'm, to think, I was like, what was his name again? <laughs> Thomas Hewitt Brown. Yeah. It was the name of Leatherface. But what I'm saying is like, think about like these are the guys that have got caught. You know, like Dahmer, fucking Ed Gein. They say you pass uh, like 25 serial killers within your lifetime. Yeah, think I do, and that's what I'm saying though. Like, so like these dudes just got caught, and. There's plenty what, more that aren't getting caught. Hey, dude, yeah. You think about the motherfuckers that, like, they're, like, body found in the fucking Truckee River. Or body found well, in the Russian. There's even been, like, two stabbings. The there's been a River. lot of stabbings here in Reno, which is kind of weird. There's fucking, like, feet showing up in Anacortes, Washington, Guamus Island, oh, yeah. and fucking Orcas Island, and British Columbia. There's, like, hands showing up all over the fucking place. Think about all these people that, like, get away with this shit. Like, you know, literally, like, like, body parts is what he's saying is, what is popping up in Washington because there's someone killing people and dumping their bodies in the ocean. And these, and nobody gets caught. Uh, John Wayne Gacy just so happened to be so sadistic and was so in an, in an he's era. He very primal without thinking about his actions. Well, he was, in, like, in the era of all those, like, Manson, you know, like I said, like, Manson, like, Dahmer. Uh, well, there's actually a conspiracy theory about why so many serial killers came out in the 70s. Why? So, I've read two, um, but they both kind of coincide. Because and of the whole cult thing? No. Um, because they I'm were all... I'm not saying they, that they were like all a born, No, no, no. So, John Wayne Gacy was born in 1942. So, there's a conspiracy that the U.S. government actually brainwashed a lot of people. So, that's one. And caused a lot of people to become sexually uh, abused. A lot of physical abuse happened because the government brainwashing certain people and performing actual experiments on people... Um, all sorts of different stuff. Another one uh, that kind of predates that one is a eugenics experiment from World War II where people that were practicing with eugenics, like that military then imposed with chemical warfare on American Crazy. soil and caused a lot of women to have these quote-unquote normal pregnancies, but uh, shell shock 
from war vets. The kids all fucked up. And the kids' mentality, like their hormones are. Made the genes like, all look, fucked up. if you if you you know, gay students want to be overweight and not very athletic. What if he had a total like weird disorder with his hormones? Yeah, or but look like at that? Eric Cartman. You uh, have like those overbearing fucking no, helicopter not, parents that are no, like no. fucking condoning. But his dad like, beat him. His dad beat him. So it's a bit different than Eric Cartman. Yeah, I but will I mean, say, like, it's not an excuse. No, it's the two percent. Is what I'm saying. It's the two percent. No, the 2%. but I'm, I'm I'm just explaining to you the the conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theories is that where there was some type of chemical warfare and uh, government brainwashing that happened with the time, crazy. and that's why all these serial killers started to come out in the seventies. A third theory is that because news became more documented and it was easier and more accessible, there was a huge frenzy and Let's panic. Let's just say this. Let's the, just say on. this. There's a huge frenzy and panic, especially in the U.S., because we were starting to notice patterns of serial killers. Let's just say this. What if? What if the, this fat little motherfucker, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> and I just want you to keep going. Yeah, you keep going. But let's just say this. Let's just say John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. Eric. Fuck you guys, I'm going home, Cartman. You know, he's just like wreaking havoc through the neighborhood. And his mom's finding out about all the fucked up shit he's doing. And she's just giving him like donuts and fucking pancakes. And cheesy poofs. And then all of a sudden, fucking... John Wayne, Eric, Cartman Gacy fucking kills the fucking cat because the cat won't fucking leave him alone. And his dad you know? finds out about it. His dad fucking beats his ass and he's like, what the fuck? Just like any normal dad would do in that situation if he found out that his kid was some sat, yeah, some but what fat if little fucking... Yeah, sadis- what if Gacy was just fucking abused? What if... I'm not giving him an excuse. There's a lot of motherfuckers that have been abused. Excuse, but he doesn't have the MO of uh, torturing animals. He doesn't have that. Let me just he, say this. I'm going to go real thing. deep real quick. I'm not okay. even I'm not even African American. But look at all the slaves that were whipped and shit. Did you think they whipped their motherfucking kids? They might have been hard on them. They, they, a lot of people you with you, have, there you was no document. You can't answer that question legit. No, I wouldn't say that no. they went out and, and no, treated them like No, just because just because you do that You're shit. Just trying to get Gacy an excuse now saying that he like killed animals. No, I think that he fucking suffered the hands of an abuse. I think there's a 2%. Abuse. I think and there's 2%. Think, well, okay, so here's this. I understand the genetic variance, but I think that if you sit there and you say, oh, well, you know, he probably tortured animals and then his dad got Overbearing no, parents. He's, he's first off, his mom was a bit detached from him and he had a very rough relationship with his father. He just father, didn't get hugged enough. No, his father was known to be extremely abusive, unprovoked abuse. I'm not saying that that creates anyone. He, but listened, I'm saying he locked himself in his room. Listen, born of Osiris. He fucking listened to suicide silence. Get out of here. He thought he was fucking gothic when he wasn't. Let me... <laughs> let me go on. So, uh, Gacy was Wristbands. found... <laughs> mascara... Gacy was found Emo to flops. sexually abuse another person as early as seven years old. Um, or at least he was accused as early as seven years old. And then he was also abused by a family friend between that time of being seven years old. Stop. So he was emotionally, physically, sexually abused. Plus, he was also had a serious head injury. And he probably just had that 2% genetic variant to where he did, he was just born a serial killer. But that doesn't mean any of this is an excuse. I'm just explaining. I mean, 27 I'm just going people, his life. like 27 dudes is a lot. 33. 33 dudes In is a lot. In 1949, Gacy's father was in How many of you girls out there have been with 33 men? 
We need a poll on this. No, we don't need a poll. I, you, how many men, men? How many men out there have been with thirty three? Any men? dude listeners, let me let, let me get some feedback. I want to know if if you have been with thirty three okay. men. Um, in 1949, Gacy's father was informed that his son and another boy had been caught sexually fondling a young girl. Gacy's father whipped him with a razor strop as punishment. That same year, Gacy himself was molested by a family friend, a contractor who would take Gacy for rides in his truck, then fondle him, and Gacy never told his father about the abuse. Obviously, he later uh, confided when he was confessing about these incidents, afraid that his father would blame him. Testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, we're back live and in action. So, as I was saying before, um, Gacy was afraid that his father would blame him uh, in regards to the sexual abuse, which actually is very common with sexual abuse victims. They fear, especially as children, that they'll get blamed because they didn't stop the actions from happening, which could have further caused that, like, relationship with his father to become estranged. Um, obviously, if Gacy Sr. was my father, I would definitely feel super detached, and I would not want to make him angry. Oh, man, it just makes me sick. Like, yeah, it really does. And in those times, like, you have no idea how far humans have come and how far we've gone backwards. Sexual abuse is extremely common, and uh, physical abuse is extremely common. All sorts of abuses are extremely common. People are just dicks to other people. People are dicks to their own kids. And in all honesty, you hear a lot of tragic stories in the backgrounds behind um, serial killers. Like a Richard Ramirez, his dad definitely beat him. I mean, beat him so bad that by the point that he was 12 years old, he was sleeping in cemeteries to get solace away from his dad to kind of find some peace and quiet. I mean, he got into Satanism because he felt like that was a proper thing to do, not just because of the shock value, but because he could not find any way to relate to his dad. So he wanted to be the complete opposite. Yeah, I can relate to that. Killer Petey, (laughs) get out of here. Killer Petey uh, was, his mother was beaten so badly before he was born that he was actually born with a head injury that he suffered from when his dad beat his mom's stomach. That's fucked up. Totally fucked up. There's a huge human history in regards to it. So if you're listening to this and if you are a child abuser or any type of abuser, fuck you. If you're a child abuser, dude. Hold on. Fuck you. Hey, I'll give you my address. Fuck you. That's what I'll have to say. And believe me, your day's gonna come. I will fucking beat your fucking ass. Yeah, he's six foot six and he's a big dude too. With a gang of motherfuckers. That are about the same size. Like, there's, you know, you might think that you're like living the life now or you might think that, oh, well, you know, I... I regret what I did. I'll apologize. No, fuck you. You're gonna. Your day is gonna come. And unfortunately, we can't all be the justice system in in this area. And yeah, you can ask for forgiveness, but let me let me tell you, there is some type of karmatic relief in our universe. I mean, things that you do, think the the energy you expel into the universe does come back to you. But let's get back to uh, John Wayne Gacy. So apparently, he had a heart condition. Um. He was ordered, and I don't know, maybe this comes from him being a little uh, overweight and not athletic. They don't really discuss this, and I'd have to look further into it. But he was ordered to uh, stay away from all sports at school. Um, He was pretty average, had a few friends. Um, He occasionally got, you know, picked on and bullied, but really there was nothing too crazy. Um, He was also known to assist a lot of people at his school for, like, errands, like teachers, and there was even a mention of a truancy officer, Uh, and neighbors so he was pretty social from a very young age uh during the fourth grade uh, i guess he began to experience blackouts which could have possibly been from that earlier head injury that he experienced when his dad beat him unconscious with a broomstick um like fuck his dad his dad like just found shit and beat him like fuck this guy 
But anyways, uh, how old was he in fourth grade? This was in fourth grade after he had been knocked unconscious. That he, he started shit. to experience blackouts. Um, he was also occasionally hospitalized for seizures. And in 1957, he actually had a burst appendix, which if none of you guys, I personally have had my appendix, but I remember when my cousin actually, her appendix burst and she couldn't even stand all the way up and she was in so much pain. She was like blacking out. My older brother had his appendix, he had appendicitis. Oh, Joe. Yeah. And uh, I remember he, he struggled through it like almost all night long. And he was in so much pain, like he was like it was just like having really bad cramps, and it was actually ruptured. What was happening was you could die like, from that. Your appendix is where all it, it it's what stores all of your body's toxins. Yep. And when it ruptures, and the pain that you feel is when it starts to leak those toxins back into your blood. You start having like you start getting a blood infection. Yeah, so. poisoned. Yeah, you get septic. Like you could literally have a heart attack if your heart if you if your blood gets so infected that it affects your heart. Like you could just die. Like yeah. basically, you're you're kind of on a deathbed at that point. Yeah. No. He got it. Got really really bad with him to where we, we had to take him to the hospital and they brought him right into surgery and they took it out. You know. Yeah. And uh, he woke up. He was super funny. You know. He was all fucked up on all the uh, the anesthesia. Yeah. The anesthesia. And he was all over the place. Hey, if you're listening to this, some people don't forget. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, if he's listening to this one day, like, supporting the podcast, uh-huh. that'd be awesome. Um, so anyways, so going back to it, uh, Gacy's dad was just a fucking dick, and he was just like, oh, my son's just crying out for sympathy. So every time he was in the hospital and having these issues, his father literally thought he was just trying to get sympathy and attention, where his mothers and his sisters later stated that they did actually believe that he was dealing with a lot of medical conditions. Well, yeah, if your dad's cracking a broomstick or a broom handle over your fucking head... Yeah. And then you're in fourth grade, and you're having severe blackouts. That's a sign, like... So something one, wrong with your brain, dude. Yeah, one, I mean, like, it could be, like, a matter of anything. I mean, like, at a young age, you could have, like... Well, he didn't say anything about having a stroke as a kid. I mean, like, blackouts are one thing, but I mean, Dude, like, and his dad continued to beat him, and, uh... Per one witness, when he was in high school, which was a family friend, stated that Gacy would never hit his father back. He would just cover himself in self-defense and just allow the beatings to happen. Because at the end of the day, he still respected his father, even though his father was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if that's how you're going to treat your kids. like I'm joking. What? No. Like, if you're going to treat your kids like that, I'm sorry. You're a piece of shit. Like, I'm not even sorry. Absolutely. So, uh, in 1960, uh, Gacy was 18, he got involved in some local politics, and he worked as, uh, working as an assistant precinct captain for a Democratic Party, which his father thought his son was kind of rebellious against him, because I imagine his father was probably more on the Republican Str- side. Conservative. Conservative. So, he actually called his son a, a patsy. Um, Gacy later speculated the decision, oh, yeah, may have been an attempt to seek acceptance So, it was like a patsy-like... Like, his dad's generation of, like, the term snowflake? Probably. Yeah, I can totally see. You fucking patsy. You patsy. You fucking patsy. Yeah, so his father basically... Yeah, you patsy. John Wayne Call your family members that are calling you snowflakes just patsy. Just be like, okay, shut up, patsy. Whatever, you Nancy patsies. (laughs) Gosh. 
Anyway, so um, Gacy, in fact, uh, even bought a car from his dad, and he was making payments, but through another extreme cycle of mental and physical abuse after he turned 18, including his father withholding keys when he was upset with Gacy and removing the distributor caps so the car could not actually move. Oh, shucks. Uh, yeah, no, it's fucking ridiculous. He got <sighs> sick and tired of his father's back-and-forth abuse that he finally took the car to Vegas and stayed there for three months and then ended up coming back. When he came back, he got a job as a mortuary attendant, and he actually slept in a cot behind the embalming room. And during this time, he would observe, like, morticians doing their daily routines with dead bodies, embalming them. No and, shit. Yeah. Well, he actually confessed this is what gave way to kind of some necrophilia. He found his way into the coffin of a deceased teenage male, embraced and caressed the body before feeling shocked by what he did. So this was, you know, by around 18 years old. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he confesses this later. Uh, after this, he was so shocked that I think he felt like he needed to be controlled because I think maybe he felt like he released and went out of control a little bit by his actions. He liked it. That Yeah, that he called fuck. he called his mom and I begged his mom to ask his dad to allow him to move back into the house so he didn't have to be sleeping in the mortuary anymore. No damn. Yeah. So, and uh, even though he'd actually I can't failed, trust myself with these fucking dead bodies. I know. Well, he was, I mean, maybe he's thinking about his actions at that point. Um, he had failed to graduate high school, but he was able to successfully enroll into Northern Northwestern Business College and actually graduated in 1963. He became a salesman a year later in 64 and eventually became engaged to, um, I think his name, uh, her name was Carol. I forgot to put her in there, but she, he's dated a couple Carols. Um, and they married after nine he months dated of courtship. a couple Carols. He actually did. He's got kind of a thing for Carols. Like... He runs into Carol's or like I think Carol like was sets... just a common name. Okay. <laughs> so Carol was a common name in 1967 through. 1964. Uh, and after nine months of dating, they got married and eventually they together the couple purchased three KFC restaurants in Waterloo Highway. KFC, the extra No, crispy. this is going to be so great because KFC keeps coming around throughout his entire like history. That sounds good. Right he was now, given too. the local nickname as the Colonel before he became Yeah, Colonel. <laughs> extra crispy Colonel. He had uh, two children with uh, his first wife, a son named Michael, born February 1966, and a daughter named Christine, born in March of 67. He described his life as being perfect and finally got the approval of his father. Gacy's father even apologized privately at one point per Gacy for the abuse. Uh, Gacy and his wife had a scandalous rumor going around the community that involved his his um, wife and him doing wife swapping and like swinging. Uh, prostitution, pornography, and drug use. Uh, Gacy was known to regularly cheat on his with wife like... with prostitutes. Whoa. But he also, here's where it gets creepy, he also opened a club, quote-unquote, in his basement where he allowed underage employees to drink and party. And then he would socialize mainly with the young male employees, and many were made drunk by Gacy before Gacy would make sexual advances towards them, like, as jokes. Creepy. I remember one of those nights. I was there. Oh, yeah? Was this, like, when you were eight? <laughs> I remember last... When we were talking about this earlier. And you yeah. were trying to say that, <laughs> that Casey was grabbing on you. And I was he like, advanced yeah. on me. I accepted. <laughs> 19, and 19... I maybe scared him because then he just... He moved on. He 1994 he, he when come he died. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because you were six foot six when you were eight. <clears throat> he wasn't ready for red velvet. Red Velvet. 
Um, in August of 67, Gacy committed his first sexual assault to a 15-year-old boy named Donald Voorhees. Yes, like Jason Voorhees. I was going to say, yeah. Just like Jason. Maybe this is Jason's actual background. Uh, by showing him porn and persuading the kid to give him a blowjob. What the fuck? On May 10th, 1968, Gacy was actually in, indicted Suck on, his dick. on sodomy charges. Hell no. Yeah, I know, gross. So he had a perfect life up until, <coughs> like, from from 1964 to 1968. So four years of a perfect life. This is now where it's Man, fuck that. Yeah. On August 30th, 1968, Gacy persuaded one of his employees, an 18-year-old named Russell Schroeder, to actually beat Voorhees in an effort to kind of discourage him from testifying against Gacy in an upcoming trial. The employee agreed to lure Voorhees to a spot, spray his spray mace in his face, and then beat him senseless. What a motherfucker. He, Gacy had promised to pay Schroeder $300 to follow through with everything they discussed. And it actually turned out he did do that, but Voorhees managed to escape and immediately reported the assault to the police, identifying Schroeder as his attacker. Schroeder was arrested the next day, and um, after he initially denied everything, he eventually said that it was done at Gacy's request. Upon advice from Gacy's legal counsel, he entered a plea of guilty to one count of sodomy in relation to the charges filed against him by Donald Voorhees. He pleaded not guilty to any of the other charges lodged against him, um, held in a formal arraignment in 1968. Anyways, long story short, he got caught and he was found guilty. So I even have his little mugshot here. There was Gacy. He had like no chance. If he ever fucking, like, just looking at that mugshot, I'm just saying, like, if that dude ever advanced on me. He looks like a pudge, just saying. So yeah, I would. He looks like a pudge. I would whoop his motherfucking ass but so But I feel like people hard. were so petite back then. Like, he was really actually big compared to what Yo, other people dude, look like, you know? he wouldn't even try to fuck with me. I already know that type of dude right there. He wouldn't even try to fuck with me. He's looking for someone way more prettier than I am. Oh, my gosh. He's looking for that clean-shaven motherfucker, you know, like... Yep. He's looking for a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, fuck that. Damn, no. So Parents, look out for your kids. If you have kids and you're listening, look out for them. Hold them close. Don't helicopter your parents. Don't helicopter don't your kids. Don't be a dumb parent. Like, but, be and, a good and, parent. And don't, like, hug your kid too much. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, like... Give him the proper feelings, you know? Give him the proper feelings of love and the proper feelings of tough love. Here, because listening to your show and being on your show in the past and hearing about all these crazy motherfuckers, it always usually starts with the parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, raise your kids. Raise your kids. They're always going to be your kids first and then let them be your friends, you know? Like, hearing about, and then, like, hearing about, like, 33 victims. Man. Yeah, dude, it, it's pretty crazy. Crazy. Um, so he ended up becoming a head cook in Anamosa State Penitentiary, and he stayed there until... Um, he was a really good chef, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was a head cook. You think he was actually pretty good in real life? He probably was, dude. If he was fat, yeah. Yeah, he liked to eat, definitely. Yeah, if that dude's got a little bit of... He's got a little bit of fucking meat on his bones, you know you know that dude knows how to fucking put some garlic in the house. Yeah. Black pepper and some... So he Salt. stayed in prison maybe, well, he had a he had a parole hearing in May of 1970. I think he was released in 1971. But on Christmas Day 1969, Gacy, fa- Gacy found out that his father had passed away from cirrhos- cirrhosis of the liver. 
He was not told until two days after his father's death, and apparently when he found out, he collapsed to the floor, sobbing uncontrollably, and had to be supported by prison staff, in which time they did allow him to leave on a supervised, what they call compassionate leave from the prison to attend his father's funeral in Chicago. Back in the good old days. But his request was denied, um, so he just couldn't even go. So um, I just, I guess I read that wrong. Gacy had requested, but his request was denied. He eventually found new love after he'd gotten out of prison with another woman named Carol Hoff. Not another woman named Hoff, but Carol. Another fucking Carol. One week before his second wedding, he was arrested and charged Carol. with aggravated assault against Carol. a young man named Jackie D, who stated that Gacy pretended to be an officer and forced D to give him head. It what was eventually fuck? settled out of court with money. He was like those blowjobs, but let me ask you this. How the fuck Is you... there really a big difference between the way a man gives a blowjob and the way a woman gives a blowjob? Why the fuck are you asking me that <laughs> shit? <laughs> no, I don't have a no, fucking clue. I, I guess I shouldn't ask you because you let really want to Let me, uh... <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. But I just feel like there really wouldn't, but I feel like he's just very much targeting this. This is before you No, actually... how the fuck is it so, so... Like, natural for like some dudes to find dudes to suck their dicks? Like, that's just like dude well i mean there's like, some people are just attracted to the same sex i understand and then that time he was very closeted so i think that's also what built up a lot of anger now him killing these people are just is just insane to me so like if you want to get like, you want to get a blowjob from a guy or whatever you feel as long as it's consensual get a fucking, fucking blowjob selfish motherfucker like just you're gonna get your dick sucked and then just kill the poor motherfucker that just did that shit yeah. And looking at this dude's mugshot, and I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I would suck a dick, but I'm just you know, saying I wouldn't want to, I would never want to suck that dude's dick. Hell he no. Never, I bet you his wife probably didn't even suck his dick. Fuck no. And if he had a necrophilia thing, like just imagine That's like disgusting. the smell that that dude's dick smells like. Oh, oh. my god. With Carol and his, and his two, <laughs> right? That's disgusting. Like just a dying turkey neck, the death turkey neck. Ugh. Uh, with Carol and his two stepdaughters, he moved to a new house off Summerdale Avenue and opened up his own construction company called PDM. State, this is real where it gets creative. It stands for Painting, Decorating, and Maintenance. In 1973, he took advantage of a teen employee by raping him in a hotel room. While How do you take advantage job? and then put rape in there? Like, I guess, yeah, take advantage, yeah. Well, he took advantage and he raped him. That's fine. As a result, from uh, the teen refused to stay in the same hotel room and even slept on the beach. And once they returned to Chicago, the employee met Gacy on his front yard a few days after they returned and beat him senseless. Oh, my God. Gacy stated that he refused to pay the kid for bad work when his mother-in-law and wife asked what happened. Like, fuck. Like, and this guy probably, honestly, with how big he was, he probably just fucking fell on the guy. Like, the guy probably couldn't even move. Like, I don't even know what the fuck happened, but... He's going after those Anally raping? Lo- that just sounds like it's so painful. That's I just... just I don't even know what to say. I, that's painful. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, no, I, I pity those... Mu- I pity... No, yeah, I just... Yeah, you feel bad. And this guy, like, I mean, and he... There's a dignity loss whenever someone's oh, yeah. raped or sexually assaulted. Oh, there's yeah. There's dignity and pride. Like, you took something that was not yours to take that was not fucking okay you imagine like you said that was on the beach no he the kid refused to sleep in the same hotel room so they were near a beach and he just slept on the beach so like so he got raped in the hotel room the first night that they were there he's like wow this is great what do you think john he's like yeah i'm gonna go shower i'll be right back get make yourself comfortable all of a sudden you get tackled by this motherfucker and then oh jesus christ 
You're like, this isn't the beach vacation I had in mind. Dude, that's just fucking terrible. (laughs) And then he has to ride home back with Gacy. Like, fuck that shit. I'm sorry. I'd be out. Nah, dude. I would be swimming to another fucking country if that shit happened to me. You have the advantage of, like, your physical bruteness. I just feel bad for people who don't have that advantage. I would cry a lot. Sad. Fuck yeah, dude. If that shit happened to me. It's, dude, sexual assault and rape is no fucking joke. And it's coming out more and more every single day. It's not okay to ever abuse someone. It's not okay to take the advantage of anyone. We need to bring back public hangings for that reason. Yeah, fuck that. I feel like if you are proven 120% guilty that you've done this shit, and I mean 120% guilty, fuck you. Hang you by your balls. Let you bleed out once they tear. No, just public hang them, like down the street, you know, like. Let people, like, go through and, like, you could spike them. You could do whatever the fuck you want. And after, like, three days of, or two days of death, you know, like, before, like, decay sets in and plague could fucking spread or whatever, they fucking have people come down and cut them down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But enough of them to fucking teach a lesson. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Gacy was known to be super friendly and helpful in his community near Norwood Park by hosting the annual summer parties and performing as Jolly Joker, the clown at fundraisers. He's got so many fucking clown names, it's ridiculous. Let me hear some of them. Uh, Pogo, the clown. Pogo. Jolly Joker. Jolly Joker. Killer Clown. It was Killer Clown? Well, I mean, he was on that Jolly Joker, the Killer Clown. (laughs) Pogo, the Killer Clown. Pogo, the Killer Clown. And the Colonel was his name, too. The Colonel. That just makes me hungry for KFC. So watch the circles back around. I'm telling you. Those chicken in uh, 1975, hots, some ranch. He came out to he came out to his wife that he was Maybe bisexual. Snackers, KFC. Uh-huh. If you're KFC, if you're listening or anybody from KFC, and you want to sponsor us, hey, and you want to sponsor this show, sponsor the show. But I'm just letting you guys know you need to bring back the snacker. Quit fucking around with the chicken they still littles. Have the snacker. No, they don't. It's oh. the chicken littles now. I so know this sounds like ridiculous. No, it's the same thing. No. It kind of, I guess it is. It is the same thing they just but told you guys are getting stingy on the barbecue sauce. <laughs> He's going to make a problem. He's going to find you guys a are getting stingy you guys. On KFC, you guys are getting stingy as a motherfucker for you guys' price. Yeah, don't, don't like, have us order something and then try and charge us after we fucking pay for the condiments. I love that like, shit. fuck you. Don't, don't be like, next time you come through, it's a quarter per sauce. We'll go fuck to, you. We'll you can't put enough sauce in my fucking bag. We're Jews. This is what happens. We, we like to bitch about our money situation. We are literally. It's uh, even in our ancestry. If DNA, you don't, if you don't even want us to do European this, then we'll, if you don't want to give us an extra sauce, then we'll just go take our business over to Canes. That's a better chicken place, anyways. We just like the prices at KFC. No, I like everything at KFC. Fucking I, I know. I like that little the little snack bowls. Anyways, <laughs> so 1975, Gacy came out to his wife. He came out of the closet in a way and stated that he was bisexual. Uh, after Mother's Day. So he, get this, he fucking, he's like, no, 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 get he's this, like, get this. Male, he, female, let corpse. Let me say this. He had sex with his wife on Mother's Day and then told her that that was the last time he would ever sleep with her and came out to her as being bisexual. But bisexual means that it would be, I think that's just Roscoe said, bisexual means that it would be male and female, but he just obviously was blatantly trying to just be male and was just like, fuck you, I'm never going to sleep with you again. I hope you enjoyed your Mother's Day gift. Imagine having sex with that guy. Like, I, even I as mean, a woman, once again, I, I mean, that. once again, like, that would fuck, suck. You'd be like having sex with a water bottle. Hey, what do you expect? You're sleeping with fucking Pogo the fucking clown. Oh, gosh. Yeah, if you, if you guys are on my Instagram page, you'll see that picture. Okay, girls, just imagine. 
going down on this guy. That's disgusting. You're going to make some vinegar joke. And looking up. And just seeing this dude's face. If you see his mug shot. Put like 200 pounds on the terrifier and that's basically what you got. His wife eventually found gay porn and noticed Gacy bringing young men to the garage. He he did her a fucking solid favor, dude. They divorced happily apart in March of 76. His first murders happened just a few years prior to the divorce after later accounts told in 1972, in early 1972, uh, 16-year-old Timothy Jack McCoy was waiting for a ride in Chicago's Greyhound Terminal when Gacy picked him up. McCoy had wanted to go to Omaha but was instead given a sightseeing tour of Chicago before Gacy brought him home. Now here's what I pulled from a couple sites. According to Gacy's later account of the murder, he awoke to the following morning to find McCoy standing over, standing in his bedroom doorway with a kitchen knife. Gacy leaped from his bed, and McCoy raised both arms in a gesture of surrender, tilting the knife upwards and actually cutting Gacy's forearm. Bow. Gacy actually had a scar to support this account. He then twisted the knife from McCoy's, McCoy's wrist, banged his head against his bedroom wall, kicked him against his wardrobe, and walked towards him. McCoy then kicked him in the stomach, and Gacy grabbed the youth, wrestled him to the floor, and stabbed him repeatedly in the chest, which was his first victim, um, as he straddled him with his body. Gacy claimed he went to the kitchen and saw an open carton of eggs, a slab of unsliced bacon on his his kitchen table. McCoy had also set the table for two. He walked into Gacy's room to wake him while absentmindedly carrying the kitchen knife in his hands. Gacy subsequently buried McCoy in his crawlspace and later covered the youth's grave with a layer of concrete. So here's the thing. He believes, per the statement, that McCoy, the guy that he killed, was actually setting like a breakfast or, or um, whatever up for him. And he walked into the room with a knife in his hand. And Gacy misinterpreted and thought that McCoy was going to kill him. And so he automatically went on defense mode and killed McCoy first, in which then he had the body. When he walked out after killing McCoy, he found the meal made for two. Oh man! So on dude, the table, so he so fucked he up. So he was playing. Hey, he. Oh man! So did but did he eat breakfast though after that? Did he eat? I mean, it doesn't say that. What he says is that he later covered the youth's grave with a layer of concrete after he put him in the crawl space. Hey, if I walked out after killing a motherfucker and I saw some. Freshly made. They maybe they have like bacon. a nice romantic oh, night before, and then all of a sudden, Gacy wakes up and sees the fucking knife in his hand. He's he's big dude, so he's probably gonna want seconds, and that's if there's two plates right there, that's seconds right there. Ain't in any of you after his arrest, Gacy stated that immediately after killing McCoy, he felt he felt totally drained, yet noted that the experience was a mind-numbing orgasm as he killed the youth. He added, that's when I realized that death was the ultimate thrill. Let's get a poll. If anybody is listening, (laughs) you have killed anybody. If you have killed anybody, let's just get a, we don't want to know your name. Just let us know if you have. Go ahead and email us. Send us your comments. I want to know if you've killed anybody. No. Let me know how it feels. You can just fucking talk to at red is the butcher on Instagram because... We don't want to be fucking associated with that shit <laughs> on our on our murder on the four twenty express. Like you kill someone, like wait a second, what is the name stuff? of this show? Murder on the four twenty express. So what do you want? And you're talking about talking murder. About murder. I don't want to be an accomplice. I don't want to be an associate. I'm I don't not saying be like, that, but if they oh, have a cool story to give calling, you guys a show, you're like calling, you're having people tell you this. Like I don't want to get creeps off by this fucking. What podcast. if you do like, like a season of snuff? Uh, no, you can do that on your fucking podcast. You getting creeped out of it. No, I'm not getting creeped out. What I'm telling you, legally binding, is I don't want that shit on there. Okay. 
a season of snuff. By the way, if you fucking find videos of people killing other people, don't be a fucking dick about it. Like, don't be a fucking, like, dick in, in expressing how you get off about that shit. Everyone gets off on creepy shit, but don't be fucking weird about it. So, like I said, if you want to message Red, you can. Other than that, like, we're just going to keep it kosher on our podcast to make sure that we also keep it legally binding. You fucking cracking up over there? <laughs> He's cracking up. Oh, just so you fucking know gosh. do a season of snuff how are we supposed to do a season of snuff podcast like are we supposed to describe the snuff films as they're happening on our podcast no you just review them on the internet and then you talk about nah, them like i'm i'm so fucking good like i love horror movies like we have so many <laughs> there's, but a, I, there's a thin there's a thin thin line between both yeah yes. one is that it's fucking hollywood and the other one is that it's real i'm sorry but the only way that i would ever actually kill someone and i've stated this time and time again is i'll fucking murder you if you try to like kill me i will i have no problem Whoa. with that if you ever tried to come at me if and you guys I have the are listening to this please call 911 right now you but, hear what she's trying to say you hear but, this i'm fearing for my life uh, yeah no he should he, I'm he out. has fear for his i'm life going before. to bed anyways <laughs> but I feel like if you're just blatantly trying to find the thrill, get off on something else. Like, jack off. Like, I don't really care. But, like, fucking killing someone just because it's thrilling. Unless they've done me dirty and I have a justification to kill them, that's when it becomes fun. But if it's not that justification, I'm sorry, then you're just fucking up and you're going to get caught eventually. Let's be real. Anyways, so Mike's grabbing another beer. But, um... So that sounds like a touchy subject. No, I just think it sounds like a stupid one to have people, like, come up and try and email us with their, like, yes, I've killed someone. Because you know how many people are going to be so stupid? Like, yes, I killed someone. I stabbed them. I I stabbed them in, in, the, in the jaw, and I fucked up their eyes, and I spooned their eyes out, and I fucking cut off their ears, and it was amazing. Like, fuck you. Like, would you, like, come on the body later? Like, I don't really care. Like, that's just trying to be shock value there. Like, sit down, Richard Ramirez. Go on. Okay. Anyways, I'm gonna keep going with. The oh yeah. Yeah. He, we got else, What else are you doing with those? We can start wrapping this up. You gonna wrap what up? Wrap this fucking podcast up. If yeah, you're still listening now after an hour, like I'm surprised. Let's just wrap this fucking podcast up. Anyways. Um. So 1975, Gacy <laughs> began cruising. His terms for partying and sleeping with many young men, some of whom he would kill. One week after an attempted assault on a youth employee, it stated, um, I, hold on. Okay, so, one week after an attempt on another youth employee, on July 29th, 1975, another one of Gacy's employees, 17-year-old John Butkovich, disappeared. The day before his disappearance, Butkovich had threatened Gacy over two weeks' outstanding back pay. Okay. And Gacy later admitted to luring the young man to his house while his wife and stepchildren were away visiting their sis- her sister in Arkansas. And he had convinced him that, okay, well, if you put these cuffs on behind your back, then I'll give you your, your back due wages. At which point, Gacy strangled him to death and buried his body underneath the concrete floor of his garage. Dude, what the fuck? He later had admitted to having sat on the kid's chest for a while before killing him. Uh, Butkovich's Dodge sedan was found abandoned in a parking lot with the youth's wallet inside and the keys still in the ignition. 
His father called Gacy, who claimed he was happy to help search for the youth, but was sorry that he had, quote-unquote, run away. Gacy was questioned about the disappearance and admitted that the youth and two friends had arrived at his apartment demanding Bukovic's overdue pay, but claimed all three of the youths left after a compromise had been made. So, obviously that's not the case. He cuffed the kid and then he sat on his chest, which sounds really torturous. They actually have um, documentation from, like, mental uh, asylums and mental hospitals where as part of their quote-unquote cure to be better, they would torture these mentally unstable individuals by sitting on their chest thinking that the weight of them would help calm them down, which has obviously never worked. Over the following three years, Bukovic's parents called the police more than a hundred times, urging them to investigate Gacy further. His cruising years for Gacy was 1976 to 78, and not to go over every single murder, I'm going to be skipping through to the final murders. Gacy later confessed that to the police that he had initially considered stowing bodies in his attic, but had been worried about the complications arriving from the excessive leakage. Uh, he had adopted, he had opted to dispose the victims off the I-55 bridge into the Des Plaines River. Gacy had stated to throw five bodies off the I-55 bridge into the river in 1978, one of which he believed landed upon a passing barge, uh, although only four of these five bodies were ever found. The first known victim from the I-55 bridge into the river was 20-year-old Timothy O'Rourke, who was killed in mid-June after leaving his Dover Street apartment, having informed his roommate of his intention to purchase cigarettes. His body was found six miles downstream on June 30th. On November 4th, Gacy killed 19-year-old Frank Landigen, and his body was found in the river on November 12th. Less than three weeks later, on November 24th, 20-year-old... Um, 20-year-old Elmwood Park youth James Mazzara disappeared after sharing Thanksgiving dinner with his family. His body was found on the 28th. The cause of death in the case of Landigen was certified of suffocating through the youth's own underwear being lodged on his throat, plugging his airway, and effectively causing him to drown in his own vomit. Mazzara had been strangled with a ligature. The investigation against Gacy started some after some youth males disappeared in the area around 19... Around later 1978 and early 1979 until later ties were connected to actual earlier events. After being informed that the police had found human remains in the crawl space and that he would now face murder charges, Gacy told all officers that he wanted to clear the air, adding that he knew the, that his arrest was inevitable since he spent the previous evenings on the couch in his lawyer's office. In the wee hours of December 22nd, 1978, which this anniversary is coming up, Gacy confessed to the police that since 1972 he had com committed approximately i always find this to be funny when they say approximately and then they give you like a numeric like frame like 25 to 35 murders that's not approximate that's like a roundabout a guesstimate all of whom he falsely claimed were of teenage male runaways or male prostitutes whom he would typically abduct from chicago's greyhound bus stations from the bug house square or simply off streets the victims were often grabbed and forced into or conned into believing gacy often carrying sheriff's badge Placing spotlights on his black Oldsmobile was uh, as a policeman. That and, uh, answers my question. What? That's where he's been finding all these people that would do these favors for him. There's, Not even favors. He would force them to do it. He claimed yeah, that guess. they were teenage runaways and prostitutes, but in reality, a lot of them were his employees oh, and fucking kids in the community. Crazy. So, um... Others would be lured to his house with either the promise of a job with the construction company or with an offer for money for sex. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
so after he was sentenced, Gacy was transferred to Maynard Correctional Center in Chester, Illinois, where he remained incarcerated on death row for 14 years. Uh, he also began to paint while he was there. Subjects of the Gacy's paintings varied, uh, although many of them were clowns, some of which he depicted himself. <laughs> oh my gosh, he actually scared me, just so you guys know. Uh, some as he depicted as Pogo. Um, he'd also display many of his paintings and exhibitions. <laughs> and at, some have been sold at various auctions with individual prices ranging between $200 to $20,000. Gacy was permitted to earn money from the sale of his paintings until 1985. He claimed his artwork was intended to, quote-unquote, bring joy into people's lives. On February... Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> This is where it kind of gets funny in prison, right? Because then you have dog-eat-dog and you really have serial killers against serial killers. In February of 1983, uh, Gacy was actually stabbed in the arm by Henry Brisbane, a fellow death row inmate known as I-57 Killer. So I thought that was kind of funny. And they both received treatment in the same hospital for their wounds. On On the morning of May 9th, 1994... Gacy was transferred from Maynard Correctional Center to Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill. He was executed that afternoon, but he was allowed a private per- picnic, or excuse me, he was executed that evening, but he was allowed a private picnic on the pr- uh, prison grounds with his family. His meal request, you may ask? He ordered a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, a dozen fried shrimp, yeah. French fries, Fresh Ooh. strawberries and a Diet Coke. Oh, Diet Coke. I know. Hey, if you're going out, why the fuck are you getting Diet Coke? I don't know. I kind of like Diet Coke. I know diet that people Coke think it's weird. Diet Coke tastes like shit. It tastes just like fucking flat. Like, open a Coke, drink half of it, refill it with fucking warm tap water. <laughs> and that's Diet Coke. He observed prayer with the Catholic priest before being escorted to the Stateville Execution Chamber to receive a lethal injection. Did they get him all the strawberries and all that shit? Yeah, they got him everything. As your last meal, you're supposed to get whatever you want. It's your last meal. Man, fuck motherfucking people you killed. Oh, you fucking, Why do you even get the courtesy of a last meal? I know, I don't understand or it. Or shit in a McDonald's fucking McChicken wrapper. Wrap it up. Give it to him in a bag. And sit outside and just watch his reaction as he unfolds what he's going to get as the last meal. Right. Who knows? Maybe that was just his request. He actually didn't get that. Strawberries, Diet Coke. What the fuck? <laughs> KFC. I could dig. I would. I would. Man, I want. Maybe some he KFC. actually requested real Coke. When, we hit, when, when, when this Coke podcast is over, we're gonna go get some motherfucking KFC. We're some KFC. Yeah, since we actually also ate dinner, we're still just like starving. <laughs> I got the munchies like a motherfucker right now. So here concludes a justified ending to the murderous Pogo the Clown, also known as John Wayne Gacy Jr. If you guys are very interested, I will post some of the articles that I found. Um, I do search all different websites um, for the serial killers. And I do also look on on the free websites, websites that are not always resourceful. But you know what? The more research that you do, the more you actually learn about serial killers. And the more you see where Hollywood takes a spinoff. But I do hope you guys have enjoyed. This is episode 6 thus far in our 7-piece series on serial killers. So we can't wait until next time. Signing off. This is Mandy. This is Mike. The Butcher. Uh, And uh, have a wonderful evening, creeps.